Grace and peace, guys. What's up? Um, just doing a quick Bible hack today. Um, this comes out of one of the, this comes out of my devotional, my daily devotional. So yeah, I study the Bible a lot because I, I like it and you know, I have my other reasons for studying. I think it's important. You can watch many other videos about that and why I think it's important. But um, I've learned recently that in addition to studying, like hardcore studying, devotional time, like just quiet time, is also super critically important. So I actually do both, and I recommend you do both. So the devotional I'm doing these days is um, on the YouVersion app. I'll put a link to it below. It's based on a book by Dr. Carmen Imes, which is a highly recommended book called Bearing God's Name, Why Sinai Still Matters phenomenal book talks about um, thou shalt not bear the Lord's name in vain and how we've misinterpreted that for at least all of my life up until I read this book and I realized that's not you know it was talking about saying oh Jesus or something like that that's that's not what they were talking about nonetheless today's devotional was about the law and how the law was actually refreshing and comforting for the ancient Near East um, Israelite how so you say um, First of all, the law isn't just, you know, the Ten Commandments. Those were called the Ten Words. There's actually 600 and I thought it was 20-something commandments. And it's literally 20 chapters, 20 books full of these laws that were delivered to the Israelites. So it's a significant law. And it's not where you would typically go for, you know, to get cheered up on a day or a period like today when, you know, you might be down, you might be depressed, you're not feeling good, you screwed up. You know, that often happens to me. I'm often faced with a day where you know I messed up I didn't do the right thing I, I, I stumbled I failed so you know uh, in a day like to like like that um, this actually encouraged me tremendously because the ancient Near East context for the law was as follows in that time humans struggled to find out what their gods what the God that they served was telling them, not just limited to the ancient Near East, I mean, uh, to, to, the, to the Israelites, I mean, all of the people around them, the Egyptians, the Babylonians, Mesopotamia, etc. they all struggled to understand, hey, what do we do to appease this God? What will make him happy? And what will, you know, what, what should we not do? The gods almost never spoke audibly. So their priests were trained in reading things in nature, the stars, the weather, the, you know, how certain, if you th toss certain sticks in the ground, how the sticks land, you could interpret that. There were even um, sciences in interpreting the entrails of when you cut open an animal. So it was, it was pretty in-depth and you have to be specially trained in that just to understand what your God is saying. Along comes Yahweh, the God of Israel, and he says, no, 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 no. I'm gonna make it crystal clear. I will give you the covenant with me, my law, in writing crystal clear so you could understand this is how you enjoy the freedom in me. This is why the Israelite breathed a sigh of relief at receiving the law. It wasn't this overwhelming thing of do's and don'ts the way we typically interpret it today. It was clear guidelines. This is what our God wants and this is what we should avoid doing. Point blank period. This is why the longest book in the Bible, Psalms 119, is actually an entire book simply, the psalmist simply explaining the joy that he gets out of the law. That's, that's where that book comes from and that's, that's what the book is about. Finally, just to be super, super duper clear, I'm not proposing that by adhering to the law is what saves you. 
That's, and that's not what the Bible was proposing, even in Old Testament period either. One of these days we'll probably do a separate talk just on uh, atonement uh, in the Old Testament and what it meant and how it's often misunderstood. But for today, let me limit it to this. The law was not what saved Israel. How do we see that? The sequence of events. Israel was in bondage in Egypt in slavery. Fast forward, God delivered them. Fast forward, after delivery, that's where he establishes them and gives them the law. If the law was what was required, if they had to adhere to the law in order to be saved, he would have had to have given them the law beforehand. He'd have to given them the law in Egypt, say, hey, adhere to this or promise to adhere to this and when you do, I'll deliver you. It's not the way it went. They were in slavery, they were in bondage. God delivered them by his mighty hand, Red Sea, the whole nine yards. After they were delivered and well clear of the, Israel, of the Egyptians, that's when he delivered them the law. And that's why the law is a form of relief and a sigh. It allows us to breathe a sigh of relief at the great things that Yahweh has already done. And that's the context for today. We are not in bondage to, you know, what we need to do and what we can do and whether we can make it and whether we can, you know, make ourselves holy or if we can uh, uh, attain to some level of, you know, whatever the right rightness. No, we know what God wants from us, but he has already paid the cost. He has already sent his son. His son has already died and was risen from the dead for us already. That is what saves us. And for me, on a day like today, that is a huge relief. Hope this helped you. Um, have a good one.